0: Hey guys! Today's show is brought to you by Photo IQ. Photo IQ offers digital photography online courses like none other of its kind. Okay, it's explained simply, concisely. There's no jargon, no overcomplications. And there are lessons for from beginner to intermediate photographer from ages 13 and up. It's the only digital photography course of its kind that offers online um, quizzes, personal feedback. You get to upload your your homework and it'll help you build your own portfolio. It's going to be more in-depth than anything you've probably taken in high school. And even if you took some like freshman level courses in college, okay, and you can do this all socially distance from home, you know, we're all stuck in our houses under these uh, lockdown restrictions and, you know, some of your schools aren't open. Well, this is a great way to learn a new skill, maybe develop an alternate source of income and get that side gig starting to sort of free yourself up. So what I need you to do is go to photoiq.co and use the promo code FICTION. Get you 10% off. He offers a 30 day money back guarantee. You got nothing to lose. So ditch those pathetic sunset pictures you guys have been taking. Go to photoiq.co, use promo code fiction and start learning how to take anything from camera basics, still life, food, landscapes, portraits. Black and white, action photos, everything that you could possibly imagine. He's got a course for it. It's going to be better than anything you can find on YouTube. So go to PhotoIQ.co and use promo code FICTION. All right, let's get on with the show.
1: Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system.
0: bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it
1: raising the debt ceilings does not increase our debt it does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words I have the best words nobody knows the system better than me which is why I alone can fix it
0: Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction. I am back after a delay. I do apologize I did not get a Friday episode or a Thursday episode out to you guys last week. My schedule's been a little funky lately, but we are back, and it's been a while since I got to talk to you guys. So uh, welcome back. I, of course, am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and it is Monday night. I There's just been a lot of stuff that's been happening. A lot of court cases and decisions have been made over the last week or so. And I know the, the last couple of episodes that I did were interviews. And they're, they're good interviews. I hope you guys get a chance to listen to them. But they were not related to anything really in the news. Uh, any current events or anything like that. They were kind of just separate from all the... Um, election hoopla stuff that's been going on so I did want to sit down and just get back to basics I guess and and do a normal show just me and the lovely fiction peddlers out there but just before I get into that I did record another interview last week that I think you guys are going to absolutely love I I love talking to this guy and um he basically wrote a book on how to avoid wearing masks for the rest of your life. And, I mean, we talked about that. We talked about some other stuff. I just didn't want to do, like, three or four or whatever, how many episodes I did in a row of just interview, interview, interview. Because that's not exactly what I, I want this show to be. I do enjoy doing these interviews, and, and talking uh, with these people has been great. I just thought I should break it up a little bit. So, Later this week on Thursday, that episode will air. And then I'm going to sit down with Anthony Samaroff of the Scottish Liberty podcast. That'll be later this week. So I'm going to record that probably Friday, Friday afternoon. And I will drop that episode sometime during the week uh, before Christmas. So, the, you know, right around the holidays, the schedules are getting kind of weird. I will be fly- I will be traveling on the 23rd. I was traveling this past weekend, which is why I couldn't get the the, the Friday episode out to you guys when I wanted to because that's basically right when the Supreme Court just <laughs> fucking beat Trump down like uh like you wouldn't believe, but we'll get into all that. But so uh anyway, um regular episode today, obviously, great interview Thursday. And then next week, probably Monday or Tuesday, I'll release the um, the interview I do with the Scottish Liberty podcast, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. That after that, you know, it, it's Christmas time. I'm not going to be doing a, a Thursday episode, which I think is Christmas or yeah, something like that. Christmas Eve. Um, I, I'm going to wait till after that. I'll do probably one episode back at my place in Chicago and I'm going to put together the trading class that I don't know it's not really trading class it's more just like technical analysis you know how to read stock charts and and currency charts and things like that so uh, I'm going to do a little something like that that I promised you guys once I'm back at, at my setup in Chicago which will not be for long I hope but um I'll be able to put that together and have multiple screens and better internet connection, everything like that. So that'll probably take us to around New Year's. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going to be following that. I got to wrap up some things with my condo in Chicago, and then I will be headed back down to Mexico before they start putting all these like fucking vaccine restrictions on me. I got to get out of Dodge before they do that. So... I will be back down here. I'm not going to be in Puerto Vallarta. I think I'm going to be in Sayulita, which is that surf town that's about an hour north of here. That's where I'm going to be posting up for most of the winter. I think I'll be doing a little bit of traveling around uh, Mexico, visit some places that I haven't seen yet. But that is my plan to avoid a just abysmal, depressing, cold winter in Chicago. But yeah, I'll I'll be doing the show as normal as as normal as I can. You know, two days a week, Mondays and Thursdays, and um, yeah just just wanted to give you guys a little heads up as to what to expect over the next couple of weeks because you know everybody's schedule gets a little hairy around these these holidays. But hopefully, I'll be able to get some good content out to you guys to keep you occupied. If you are one of the unfortunate souls that has been locked down in one of these crazy cities because of COVID. But the main thing that I wanted to talk about uh, on this episode was I just wanted to sort of touch bases with you guys and go over some of the the uh, Supreme Court rulings that that have been taking place here and what's going on with the election results. Uh, Biden came out today. They just officially secured enough electoral votes for Biden to claim victory, despite the fact that Trump has all of these ongoing lawsuits and he's refusing, he's still refusing to concede the election. And he's got a lot of claims of election fraud that are still out there. But it it is official. Uh, Joe Biden has secured the electoral votes as of today. And he's out there uh, giving a speech, (laughs) talking a lot of shit. We're going to go through some of that. Um, But if we just back up to late last week where you had the you had two big rulings that went against Trump. And the first one was in Pennsylvania. And this one surprised me a little bit. I don't know if you guys remember what I was sort of predicting was going to happen during this whole thing after Election Day. But I always thought that they would find a way to to get you know, make sure Biden is inaugurated into office. But I did think that some of these lawsuits that Trump was bringing, I I thought like maybe one, one of them would be legitimized, right? Like maybe one of these states, because you had, what, you had Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, there's all these questionable swing states. I thought maybe one of them would be overturned in Trump's favor, and then the rest, like, just to sort of give an air of legitimacy to this whole process, and then the rest would remain firmly in Biden's control, and he would be sworn in, yada, yada, yada. The one that I was, that I really thought um, had merit, and that the Trump campaign was going to win was this case in Pennsylvania, which basically, for those of you that have been living under a rock for the last uh, couple of of months, the Pennsylvania changed the the way the uh, mail in voting worked. So they they basically circumvented the state legislature, which is the one responsible for changing, for this sort of legislation to change the voting process and how late they were going to accept votes and mail in, like all, all sorts of like technical things around the way people could vote in Pennsylvania. Now they did this in 2019. So the, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court said that they filed this too late. You should have filed the lawsuit before the you know, you got the election results in. The Supreme Court of the United States just threw this out altogether. They just said they're they just denied the request to be heard. They they didn't give a reason for it or anything like that. They just said nope, we're not going to deal with this one. And then on top of that, back in probably September, I want to say September ish, they they made changes unilaterally again without without going through the state legislature that they were going to allow the mail-in ballots to be accepted like up to three days after the election or something. So those are the things that the that, that Trump campaign or that Mike Kelly, I think, is the state representative that's bringing the suit. That That's what he's challenging. So um, once that happened, it, it's clearly unconstitutional from... Uh, the state and the federal level, like they they violated the Constitution. They did not go through the proper channels to change the way the voting takes place. Like that has to be done by the state legislature. And I, I forget who who exactly just it, – it was almost like an executive order kind of thing where they just said, no, nope, we're changing it and this is how we're doing it. And at the time, you know, it's like, okay, well, who really cares? Like what? how many people mail in their votes? What are we talking about here? Like less than 1% of the votes – in the, in the state or whatever are going are gonna to be affected by this. So like who really cares kind of thing. But now fast forward to this bizarre election where we've never had a, an election like this where millions and millions and millions of people are mailing in their votes. Like what was it, like 60% of the votes or something came in by mail? Like an insane number uh, of uh, votes overall were via mail. And so whoever it was that challenged this Pennsylvania ruling, they, they basically said that, you know, you have to throw out all of these votes because they illegally, unconstitutionally changed the way that the voting system would take place in Pennsylvania. And therefore, all of these votes are illegitimate because it, was, it wasn't constitutional for them to make those changes. It has to go through the, the state legislature. That, to me, was very compelling. <laughs> I mean, it, it's pretty cut and dry that they broke the fucking rules. They did not go through the the proper channels to change these the the voting procedures, and I, I thought that was going to be a pretty cut and dry case. Be like, okay, well, this is now what you do after you decide that yeah they they weren't allowed to to have this type of a voting system in place. That gets a little more hairy, I guess you could say. But the the idea that this is not unconstitutional or something like it it totally was. And just about everybody will admit that what the all of the courts ruled all the way up to the Supreme Court was that, well, you know, yeah, maybe it was unconstitutional, but you know, that was so long ago. It was like years ago. If you wanted to challenge the the constitutionality of it at the time, or if you had a problem with it, you had to do it back then. Like the statute of limitations is over on this. And I just find that to be complete bullshit. Like, I'm sorry. I I don't, if something is unconstitutional and they broke the fucking law, that should be addressed regardless of how much time has passed. And this is the first election since they've actually changed it. So I, I mean, this is all just seems like complete bullshit to me that you can't challenge this now because too much time has passed. And I mean like like I said going back to the the circumstances when they did this like nobody knew that we were going to have a COVID-19 pandemic lockdown and the entire fucking country was going to be mailing in their votes so to go through the fucking headaches uh, of challenging you know something so small as like how many you know whatever changes that they made to the voting procedures like how late you could submit them and like what sort of requirements were were there, were in place to verify the voters were who they say they were, like to challenge that when most of the time it wasn't going to have a major effect on a normal election. I mean, like I could see why people wouldn't go through and challenge it at the time. I mean, I, I, I of course, would have. I would challenge everything that's unconstitutional. But to say now that we can't go back and look at it um, when this entire election is sort of hanging in the balance. And this is the, the biggest election of our lifetime. And democracy is so sacred. But yeah, you know, that was just that was too long ago. We, we can't go back and look at it now. You missed your window of opportunity. The, something ju- about that just really doesn't sit right with me. Let's take a quick break for a minute here because I am excited to announce a brand new sponsor to the show. I am so excited to have them on board because I know you guys are going to love what they have to offer. I'm always trying to get new sponsors on that have products that I think you guys are going to like. And this is one that, I mean, talk about perfect timing, too, because it's right before the holidays, and then we have Valentine's Day coming up. But these are handmade, hand-packaged brownies from the Lucky Guy Bakery. This is a small, family-owned shop that puts their heart and soul into each and every one of these brownies. They're made with all-natural ingredients that are put together with care. You get handwritten notes with them for every single order. You get that personal touch. But more importantly, you get some super satisfying extra chocolatey brownies. And that's what it's all about. They're not overly sweet. They've achieved what's called the bliss point of perfectly sweet, salty, fatty ingredient ratio that makes something optimally delicious. Okay, if you love chocolate, these brownies are for you. They even have gluten-free and vegan Brownies that are outstanding. If you can't do the gluten thing, they got a brownie for you. If you're a vegan, they've got a a vegan, gluten-free, soy-free, nut-free brownie. It's called the Hat Trick, and it is a showstopper. And if you don't like chocolate... You're not a big chocolate guy. Some of these other ones, they got a, they're basically like cookie bars, okay? So they have a blondie, a peanut butter bonanza that I hear is spectacular. It's loaded with peanuts, so it's the perfect combo of sweet and salty. And that's a little more up my alley. And they also have the oatmeal Jackson, which has a cult following. You can go on their website, you can mix and match. Or they have great little gift boxes that have four, six, or 12. Or if you have a really big party, there's an, I forget how many are in the really big one, but great little gifts, especially for the holidays coming up. I mean, I'm starting to wrap up all of my Christmas shopping and I never know what to get with certain people, you know, especially if you have a, a lady in your life or sisters and a mom or something like that. They can be tough to shop for. Girlfriends in particular, right? I've never met a woman that doesn't go crazy for chocolate, right? And you can give them like these beautiful, handmade, hand-packaged, put-together-with-a-personal-touch-care brownies. It's going to be orders of magnitude better than any of these other mail-order bakery companies that you can think of. And you'll be helping out a a small business, liberty-minded individual who's also a fan of the show. But you need to hurry, okay? Because the holiday season, the mail, the government run mail, is notoriously slow. So get these orders in today. You got to go to luckyguybakery.com. Use my promo code. It's P as in Paul, F as in Frank, 20, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's PF 20, as in peddling fiction. 20 for 20% off. Get these orders in now so you get them in time for the holidays and you can dole them out into the stockings with the Zipix toothpicks and the Lorenzati coffee. You can get them a whole peddling fiction bundle for Christmas or you could do one for each day of Hanukkah or whatever it is that you celebrate. But get these brownies in into your belly as soon as possible. And I guarantee you, if you leave one of these chocolate brownies out for Santa Claus, you'll be getting some pretty good presents. One of these super chocolatey brownies with a cup of milk. oh, He's going to be a very happy St. Nick if you do that. So make sure you get over to luckyguybakery.com as soon as possible. Promo code PF20 for 20% off. All right, let's get back into the show and what's really frustrating is that none of the like, none of these rulings that have gone against the, uh, the Trump campaign or people bringing lawsuits uh, in you know his name or whatever none of them are addressing the actual evidence of voter fraud which i've run through a lot of the shady things that happened on election night and after election night they have dozens of sworn affidavits Maybe those people are telling the truth. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But none of this is actually being addressed in the courts. It's just this statute of limitations thing. And I mean, it just goes to show you how little anybody actually cares about democracy, despite when we're going to play some clips of Biden droning on and on about democracy and how fucking precious it is. And it is precious to the state in the sense that This is the way that they legitimize everything that they do to us. Everything the state does, this whole government that is 100% completely fucking illegitimate in my mind, everything that they do is all justified because democracy, because... Everybody can get a chance to vote. Everybody has representation. If everyone gets a vote, then all the things that the the state does, well, that's okay because we voted on it, right? And the majority of people wanted this, and so that gives everything legitimacy, and we all have representation now, and we are the government of the people, by the people, for the people. All that bullshit (laughs) is all based on the fact that we have these um, free and fair elections. And what's just absolutely amazing is that now all of a sudden, uh, nobody really cares about f- whether or not these are free and fair. Like Nobody's actually looking into the evidence. They, The people that were screaming to the heavens for years about, Russian interference in the elections and all of a sudden we're we just supposed to forget that there were any questions as to the legitimacy of the 2016 election and everything now is just free, fair, this is totally secure, nothing to worry about here, nothing to see here. We're not even going to look at the evidence. We're not even going to uh, justify it with a response. That's basically what the fucking Supreme Court said. And I just, I mean, it is a devastating fucking defeat for the the Trump campaign. And the other one was the the Texas ruling, which we'll we'll go over briefly. But um, I, I just, th- this was the, the the Pennsylvania one was the one that I thought they had the best chance of winning uh, of all the of all the lawsuits. And and since then, we've seen you know the the CCTV footage of them fucking pulling, like kicking everybody out of the polling place and then pulling. Boxes of votes out and continuing to count, and that's like coincides exactly with when the Biden fucking numbers just shot straight up at like two o'clock in the morning. All kinds of shit that is not go- going to see the inside of a courtroom, all because they're just tossing this stuff out on technicality. It's just such a bad fucking system, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, I would prefer if Donald Trump was president. But I don't really care that much. I mean, I'm not even going to be in the country most of, most of the next year. Uh, but just from like a podcasting perspective, Trump is so much more entertaining and just the sheer... Could you imagine the podcast material that I would have if somehow the Trump campaign was able to finagle a couple of court case winnings that would swing this election back in his favor I mean, that would just be a podcaster's dream. So I guess I, I do, you know, I, I, on some just uh, personal level, I would rather see Donald Trump in there, and probably from a financial level as well, because the the things that Joe Biden's talking about doing are definitely going to affect my pocketbook. But I, I don't, you know, I don't want either of these guys in as president. I just find Donald Trump to be highly entertaining. But I was surprised that, that this case was was the one where they're just like, no, nope, not going to look at it. You, you missed your window of opportunity back in like 2018 when nobody was paying attention to any of this shit um, that I think that should fucking piss off everybody, especially all, all of you people out there that claim that, you know, these uh, democracy is this sacred fucking thing, this ritual of the religion of the state where, you know, if this thing gets called into question the implications of that are just too devastating. The country will fall apart. It's like, okay, well then maybe we should investigate some of these um, sworn affidavits of people that are saying, "Hey, look, I saw all of this shit going down," and they they fucking there was a lot of uh, fraud going on. Not not interested. <laughs> We're not interested because you missed the the fucking statute of limitations. Anyway, it just seems like you'd have to wait for an election. <laughs> before you you could see that like this was actually going to have an effect and then after you, you know it has the effects like well hey you know like this is kind of bullshit you guys changed the the rules illegally and then you changed the way we had elections and now you won't let me challenge any of it I I don't know that just uh, that, but that is the way that they were going to get around it, I guess. And if they were to overturn the the Pennsylvania thing, that could be like a couple hundred thousand votes, and then they could use that to sort of call into question all of the other states' um, legitimacy issues, right? Uh, once once you prove voter fraud in one one state, you know, then the other ones can get called into question and the whole thing just spirals out of control, which I guess I should have seen that coming. So they can't really dignify any of these lawsuits with a response. Otherwise, you know, we'll really get to see how deep this rabbit hole goes. A lot more people than just half the country might fall, uh, uh, let's just say, out of love with the uh, the election voting process here in America. But it is just... It really is unbelievable to see all of these people that were fucking throwing tantrums for years over unfair elections. Now it's just now that they got the election outcome that they want and there's so much more evidence of or maybe maybe it's not even evidence, but like so much more indication that there could have been some very targeted voter fraud that swung the election. There's so much more in this round of voting than there was in 2016 for anybody to start screaming about election interference. And they're just turning around with a straight face and be like, nope, nope, every court just dismissed this on the merits. I guess I'm getting into the Biden quotes now, but... And they no, that, that's not what happened here. okay. They didn't look at any of the actual evidence of voter fraud. They're, they're getting away they're getting away with this on like bullshit fucking legal technicalities. And that just really grinds my gears. Anyway, the other case that w- was sort of probably the, the last vestige of hope that they had was this case that Texas brought. Texas and then like other states signed on to this. Okay, so the Texas lawsuit. Now this is an act this one was very interesting to me because Texas is suing four states. I, I believe it was Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania and Georgia. And basically all the swing states, right? But the reason they're suing is because they're they're alleging that those states basically violated the contract or whatever you want to call it when the states came together to form the federal government. Be, because remember, that's how the federal government came to be. All of the states had to get on board with this, okay? And one of the things that the states agreed on was like how they were going to run their elections. And in the Constitution, there is an election clause, I think they call it, where they outline the way that the, the proper procedures that the states have to go through in order to set up the way their elections are going to be run, make changes to the way the elections are going to be run. And all of that has to go through the state's legislature. And that's not what happened in these four states. They, They circumvented the legislature. So Texas is suing them because they violated the Constitution. And in order to do that, you have to, like, they can't just go to a regular courtroom. This goes right to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is, like, the ultimate... Uh, body that oversee like so when states sue each other, you, you go in front of the Supreme Court and it's like a trial uh it's like a, a like a trial court. Normally when things are tried in front of the Supreme Court, it's a very different type of procedural thing. Like they'll ask questions the um the justices will ask a lot of questions and things like that. This this would be like um you know like a law and order trial that you'd actually see. It, it would just be like the states going at it. So normally when you try cases in front of the Supreme Court they've already gone through a bunch of different levels of courts and evidence has been you know presented and people have made decisions and you don't represent that evidence to the Supreme Court the Supreme Court just kind of reviews the case and asks questions is my understanding of it but this is this case would have been different if um, if Texas had been successful with this lawsuit, they would have actually been presenting evidence to the Supreme Court like a like a normal trial type of thing. Now, the the Supreme Court just threw this out again. It threw this out with the other ones. They just said, no, nope, sorry, Texas doesn't have standing to bring this lawsuit. And I think the quote, let me see if I have the quote here. Texas has not demonstrated a judicially Cognizable interest in the manner in which another state conducts its elections, the court wrote in an unsigned ruling Friday evening. Of course, they did it on a Friday when nobody's paying attention. Texas sued this week, uh, challenging the election results of Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin on the basis that those states implemented pandemic related changes to the election procedures that Texas claimed were illegal and cast into question the election results. Just just to be clear that they were not like none of this is these are legal technicalities as well. This does not mean necessarily that there was voter fraud. What what Texas is saying here is that they illegally changed the process on which they vote. And therefore, uh, you, you should throw out all of these election results because they were unconstitutional. Let's take a quick second and thank our sponsor for today's show. You guys know them well by now. They've been helping you get through all of those rough, cold, wintry mornings where you could barely see straight. And that, of course, is our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee bringing you premium Italian coffee and coffee brewing supplies right to your door. They are our oldest and dearest sponsor. They were the first ones to sign on for the podcast. And you guys should know them by now. You should know the taste of their Venice blend. But if you don't and you haven't already signed on to get their coffee delivered to you consistently, I don't know what you're waiting for. Who doesn't want delicious coffee delivered right to their door in beautiful tins, especially for the holidays. He's got new uh, bulk packaging that you can buy. If you want to buy uh, in bulk, save a little money, or if you have a lot of gifts you want to give away, even if you're not a coffee drinker, I know you're going to be running into somebody over the holidays who is and who doesn't like to get a nice tin of coffee as a gift. Is there anything better than waking up a Christmas morning with your family drinking a nice hot cup of coffee. No, no, there isn't. So don't deny your, your family members the pleasure of premium Italian coffee that you can't get over at Starbucks or somewhere in the United States. No no this is this is from Italy. They're bringing that Italian coffee across the pond. To the United States, don't deny your loved ones the pleasure of a perfect cup of coffee. Go to Lorenzotti.coffee. Use promo code FICTION for 10% off. And remember, if you buy enough coffee, you'll get free shipping. So make sure you get on that before the holidays. All right, let's uh, get back into the show. I don't understand how they don't have standing to sue other states for violating the Constitution. That, to me, seems like, a pretty reasonable reason to sue a state. So I don't know how they wouldn't have standing to do that. Um, this is just such a bad fucking system. Do you guys see how bad this is? Like, there's just no recourse. And they're, they're just going to throw it out. No, you don't have standing. So once again, none, none of these um, lawsuits, uh, the whole thing is all about voter fraud, widespread, targeted, whatever it may or may not have been. And not one shred of evidence has been it has been presented to a court. They just keep throwing stuff off out on technicalities. And they were they tried to. It's funny that they tried to use a technicality to get the the case into like an evidentiary type of hearing to begin with. But it just seems to me, and believe me, I'm no legal scholar. Maybe I should. Try, I would love to have um, like Chris Ann Hall on the show or something to sort of help me out with this stuff here. Because I mean, I, I have. I am by no means an expert in any of this, but this just sort of fucking reeks to high heaven with just the amount of legal bull. You get a great look at how the legal system really fucking functions, and it doesn't matter. Like, let's say hypothetically that they had like tons of voter fraud evidence, even more so than like that one video where they're just like pulling stuff out from a fucking table and counting it when nobody was looking. Uh, Let let's say they had like somebody on tape, like, admitting that they just fucking rigged this whole election, they have them dead to rights, you could still not get that into a courtroom. And they could just be like, nope, statute of limitations, nope, don't have standing, nope, blah, 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 and they just fucking toss everything out. It really is just incredible to me. And nobody, of course, you know, half the country, uh, because they got the election results that they wanted, don't seem to care that potentially there are there are serious allegations. There are signed affidavits. There's video evidence. There's uh, like all kinds of fucking shenanigans that went on, and nobody wants to hear. Everybody's burying their head in the sand. No, 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 no. this is free and clear. And look, all these cases got tossed out on their merits, and it's just it is a shining example. And I can't hammer this home hard enough. That democracy is not only complete bullshit, but anybody that tells you that they care about democracy, that it's this precious thing, they are as full of shit as democracy is. Because nobody cares. Nobody cares as long as they get their outcome. And if this, if this went Trump's way, you would be seeing... Everybody that's talking right now about how oh, oh, these baseless claims of voter fraud, they should be t- they're tossed out, and rightfully so, they had no merit, and this is a free and fair election, and we just need to certify these results and heal and move on, all of those people would be up in arms for the exact same reason that Trump voters are up in arms, because they didn't get the outcome that they wanted. If it was really about democracy and the sanctity of our institutions and making sure that everybody's vote really counted and that there was no, uh, I mean, er, there was minimal amounts of voter fraud. Cause, I mean, there's voter fraud in every election. I mean, let's be honest. The, the question is whether or not this is more like targeted and effective enough to actually sway the election one way or the other. That's the question here, not whether or not there was voter fraud. There's always fucking voter fraud. I mean, come on. There's 320 million people in this country. I guess they're not all voting, but you, you get the point. But yeah, no, no, nobody cares. Nobody cares about that. As long as you get the outcome that you want, nobody cares about democracy. But anyway, so today, so there there was like a deadline. I, I've, Safe Harbor Day. It was last Tuesday or something. It was like the eighth where that's normally where all of the states certify their election results. And that's what the, the whole Pennsylvania suit was about. They were trying to get an injunction on Pennsylvania to stop them from certifying their election results. And then on the, on the heels of that, you had this Texas lawsuit that a whole bunch of other states signed on to. So it's going to be very interesting to see the fallout from this and what all of these states decide to do just as a reaction to the Supreme Court just throwing out this case, saying they don't have standing. Um, it, it's, very, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how those states react to that uh, because, remember, go back to uh, History 101. It was the states that created the federal government and not the other way around. So they have the ability to nullify a, a lot of this stuff. But anyway, today, the 14th, is um, the day that they actually cast their electoral votes. That vote gets sealed in an envelope, and then on January 6th, they're going to go through and count these votes. Now, if they all vote the way the, the states went in the popular election, then Joe Biden officially has the, the election wrapped up. And so today, officially, Joe Biden secured the electoral votes that he needed. He got 302, I think is what he ended up with to Trump's 232, and you just needed 270 to uh, become the actual president-elect, even though he's pretending, he's been pretending to do that for the last, like, month and a half, <laughs> which is just so funny to me. But <clears throat> anyway, it, it's official as of today because, remember, we didn't know whether or not the elect, uh, the electors were actually going to vote the way their states wanted them to. Because only 33 states actually require their, their electors to choose whoever won the state's popular vote. So 17 other states don't bind their electors to, to actually have to vote the way the, the popular vote turned out. So it could have been, there could have been some rebels in there that, that went against, I think, oh, they call them um, faithless electors if they vote against the way the state actually voted. So I guess what happens next, but before we get into the the clips of of Biden, I'll just go through because I have a pretty helpful article here. It's just the votes are officially counted in Congress during a joint session held in the House Chamber on January 6th with Vice President Mike Pence presiding over the affair. Pence will open the certificates organized in alphabetical order by state and present them to the four tellers, two from the Senate and two from the House. Who count the votes. Once Joe Biden receives at least 270 votes, as is expected to be the case, Pence will announce the result. The session cannot end until the count is complete and publicly declared, at which point the election is officially decided. Now, once the result is read on January 6th, members of Congress will have one opportunity to lodge complaints, which must be made in writing and signed by at least one senator and one member of the House. The objection would then be debated by each chamber separately, with each member of Congress allowed five minutes to speak. The debate has a hard stop after two hours, after which each body will vote on whether to reject the state's results, according to the Times. So, it still looks like they have avenues that they can pursue to still try and get these votes overturned. I, I don't see any of that happening. I mean, it just seems like such an uphill battle at this point. I don't think Trump has has enough, uh, has enough friends in Washington to really help him get through this. But there is one last, like, Hail Mary that I guess if you're a Trump supporter, you could be considering or, or hoping for, and that's that on January 6th, when they count these votes... Mike Pence is the one overseeing this whole thing, so he has to certify the um, the vote counts, and he can throw out the state, essentially just throw out the states that he thinks um, didn't have like legitimate elections or whatever. So, like all these swing states that are in question, if there's lawsuits pending or something like that, he doesn't have to certify those results. But, I mean, the odds of that happening have to be astronomically low. I mean, come on. The, after the, the states certify the election, they count the vote. Like, everything's, everything's looking good. And then you're depending on Mike Pence to just basically throw the, the entire country upside down. Riots in the streets. I, I just don't see that happening. That seems way too far-fetched for me. I mean, Mike Pence is an establishment guy. He's not like some radical dude that's going to do something that dramatic. Let's take a quick second here and thank one of our other sponsors for today's show, the one helping you curb those nicotine cravings, and that's Zipix Toothpicks. Guys, they're one of our newer sponsors but have a very cool product. They are toothpicks that are infused with nicotine okay so you can chew on them you can suck on them they're flavored he's got six different flavors i've got my eye set on the whiskey flavored one but i'm sure he's got one that has a flavor that is more up your alley if you're not a whiskey drinker but this is a really cool way for you to sort of curb those nicotine cravings and you don't have to inhale anything you don't have to have a big wad of chewing tobacco in your mouth and spitting constantly it's just a toothpick most people won't even know that you're getting a nicotine fix from sucking on a toothpick. You can take as little or as much as you want. You know, you can keep the toothpick in your mouth for a little bit and then you can take it out when you, you've gotten enough and you can put it in later. It's clean, it's easy to use, and you can do it anywhere anywhere You can't smoke, right? I mean, like, name a place where you can actually smoke a cigarette these days. In the United States, that is. Um, Down here in Mexico, it's a little different. Depending on where you are, they're a little more uh, open with that sort of stuff. But back where I'm at in Chicago... And especially when it's cold in the winter, nobody wants to go outside freezing their ass off for a cigarette. With Zippix Toothpicks, you can just pop one in while you're sitting at the table and nobody's none the wiser. So don't miss out on this opportunity. Go to Zippix That's Z-I-P-P-I-X Toothpicks.com use promo code fiction i feel like these would make perfect stocking stuffers for the holidays and a great way to to help people get an alternate way of getting some some nicotine into their body that, that doesn't involve uh, big production or inhaling something. So make sure you go to, to ZipixToothpicks.com, use promo code FICTION, and you'll get 10% off your order. That is Zipix, Z as in zebra, I-P-P-I-X, Toothpicks.com, promo code FICTION. Okay, let's get back into the show. I, I don't know what's going to happen w- w- with Trump now, but Biden was out there talking all kinds of smack. And I have some of the clips here. We're just, we're just going to go through them real quick, and uh, I'll give you my thoughts. So here, we're going to get Joe Biden's thoughts on the, this whole process, on the Supreme Court rulings, and the election overall. I'm sure this will be very profound. Let's give, a, let's give a Joe Biden a quick listen here.
1: In America... When questions are raised about the legitimacy of any election, those questions are resolved through the legal processes. And that's precisely what happened here. The Trump campaign brought brought dozens and dozens and dozens of legal challenges to test the result. They were heard again and again. And each of the times they were heard, they were found to be without merit. Time and again, President Trump's lawyers presented arguments to state officials state legislatures state and federal courts and ultimately to the united states supreme court twice they're heard by more than 80 judges across this country and in every case no cause or evidence was found to reverse or question or dispute the results a few states went for recounts all the counts were confirmed the results in georgia were counted three times didn't change the outcome. The recount conducted in Wisconsin actually saw our margin grow. The margin we had in Michigan was 14 times the margin President Trump won that state by four years ago. Our margin in Pennsylvania was nearly twice the size of the Trump margin four years ago. <clears throat> and yet, none of this has stopped baseless claims about the legitimacy of the results. Even more stunning, 17 17- Republican attorneys general, and 126 Republican members of the the Congress, actually, they actually signed on to a lawsuit filed by the state of Texas. That lawsuit asked the United States Supreme Court to reject the certified vote counts in Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. This legal maneuver was an effort by elected officials And one group of states to try to get the Supreme Court to wipe out the votes of more than 20 million Americans in other states. And to hand the presidency to a candidate who lost the electoral college, lost the popular vote, and lost each and every one of the states whose votes they were trying to reverse.
0: Okay, so... Aside from all the numbers that Joe Biden is rambling off there, uh, how many judges heard the cases and how many were thrown out and how many people signed on and whatever, okay, maybe those numbers are all correct. I mean, we'll give Joe Biden the benefit of the doubt there. But the idea that all of the questions that have been raised during this election process, those questions have been resolved in the court system I just spent 40 minutes going through how they're not addressing any of these questions or concerns. They're talking about legal jargon, technicality shit. None of the election fraud evidence or anything has seen the light of day in a courtroom. So none of this has been addressed. They weren't heard again and again. None of the evidence was presented and they weren't thrown out on their merits. They were thrown out on bullshit technicalities. He says that in every case, no cause, like no evidence was determined to have affected the outcome of the elections or there was no court case for that. It was never presented like this is just complete bullshit. This whole speech, except for, I guess, the, the recount thing. Okay, that's fine. He talks about like how big the margins of victory were and how they kept counting the votes and it didn't change the outcome. It's like, yeah, but the whole point is that a bunch of those votes shouldn't be counted okay so maybe if you get rid of the illegitimate votes if there were any after you present your evidence in a court of law which nobody has done up to this point to the best of my knowledge maybe if you did that that margin of victory that you're bragging about 14 times whatever Trump's was the year uh, in 2016 maybe that margin shrinks a little bit Maybe it shrinks a lot. Maybe those Georgia votes, maybe those recounts change drastically when you get rid of all of the voter fraud. I don't know. That's the whole point. The, the point is not that yeah, you, you can count the bad votes a million times and you'll get the bad results a million times. The whole point is that we don't know whether or not There are legitimate votes in there, or illegitimate votes in there. And so we need to present that evidence to a court of law and have them rule on it. I mean, like, this is their whole system. And that's, I mean, that's what he's claiming happened here, but that's not what actually happened. This is like the... You know, it's like a bait and switch or like they're being factual but not truthful. It's like, yes, the Supreme Court tossed out all these cases. Um, every other, all the lower branches tossed out the the cases as well. But it wasn't because they were presented with evidence and they didn't find the evidence compelling or anything like that. No, no, it, it was just a court technicality stuff, legal procedural stuff that they threw them out on. It's just so funny to me that he's bragging about how big the margin of victory was when like the the claim is that you fucking cheated and you got a bunch of votes that you shouldn't have which made the the margin that much bigger so i mean the the, he's like almost making the case for investing investigating voter fraud in these states because he won by such large margins (laughs) um Anyway, he's too stupid to fucking realize that. But, uh, man, Biden's Biden's throwing some shade on, on Trump, isn't he? just hitting all of these points. We won this, we won that by larger margins, and each time, blah, blah, blah. He's really doing a great job of healing the nation, isn't he? It's just so funny to me how tone deaf the left is like his whole thing is the battle for the soul of the nation like but now he's like i won you lost let's go let's move on right like this is there's nothing to see here this is totally legitimate and and so just like shut up accept the results and let's all come together and, and reunite and heal as a nation or whatever it's like dude i don't think that's the best way of going about it i could be wrong could be wrong, but I bet this, is, this speech is not sitting too well with a lot of uh, Trump supporters. Call me crazy. Let's keep, let's keep uh, listening here.
1: Thankfully, a unanimous Supreme Court immediately and completely rejected this effort. The court sent a clear signal to President Trump that they would be no part of an unprecedented assault on our democracy. Every single avenue was made available to President Trump to contest the results. He took full advantage of each and every one of those avenues. President Trump was denied no course of action he wanted to take. He took his case to Republican governors and Republican secretary of state as he criticized many of them. To Republican state legislatures. To Republican appointed judges at every level. And then the case decided after the Supreme Court's latest rejection... A judge appointed by President Trump wrote, quote, This court has allowed the plaintiff the chance to make his case, and he is lost on the merits. End of quote. Lost on the merits. Even President Trump's own cybersecurity chief, overseeing our elections, said it was the most secure election in American history. And summarily, was let go. Let me say it again. His own cybersecurity chief, overseeing this election, said it was the most secure in American history. You know, respecting the will of the people is at the heart of our democracy. Even when we find those results hard to accept. But that's the obligation of those who've taken on a sworn duty to uphold the Constitution.
0: Okay. This is like probably the dumbest argument that Biden is making, right? Um, well, first of all, like I don't understand... I mean, maybe Trump's uh, campaign, and sometimes it wasn't even his campaign, like the people bringing the lawsuit in Pennsylvania, uh, they weren't associated with his campaign. It was like a state representative or something. But I don't see how you can say every avenue was... He was allowed to pursue every avenue when they won't let you go back and fucking challenge the, the ruling because of a statute of limitations. I mean, I guess technically... They, they let you, you know, attempt to bring the, the case before a court, but they just tossed everything out every time. So, I mean, reviewing every avenue, to me, would be actually getting to present your evidence in court. Now, maybe his team of lawyers or whatever just did not go about this the right way in order to get an evidentiary hearing. Maybe they screwed this up from a, a legal um standpoint uh, you know a tactical standpoint but again that just shows me how bad this system is where hypothetically let's say you had all of this evidence but you do you you don't um go about it from the right technical tactical perspective from a legal standpoint and all of this evidence never gets heard nobody's interested in it it just all gets tossed out before you get to actually make your case and then Biden comes on or whoever gets on the microphone and says, see, look, there was thrown out on the merits and every avenue was made available. And he couldn't make the case because these are all baseless claims. It's like, all right, there is something that's just pretty hilarious about all of this from the, the perspective of just watching all of these Trump supporters sort of. Grasping at straws, like thinking that they have um, thinking that they have a chance to get this this whole thing overturned and Trump's gonna stay in office. Because remember, their whole plan was like, Oh, we just gotta get it to the Supreme Court. We just gotta get it into the Supreme Court. And so every time they lost at one of these lower court levels, it was like, Oh, they they lost that on purpose. Like they didn't wanna win that. They just wanted to get through it as quickly as possible so they could get to the Supreme Court. And then it gets to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court is just not not interested. we're throwing this one out, we're throwing that one out. I guess the uh, that plan of attack didn't seem to work out too well. And I wonder now you know if the the Democrats are still going to want to pack the Supreme Court because it's it's been corrupted and we are, are you know our most sacred institution is just being loaded up with Trump supporters. They don't really seem to be on his side given any of the the cases in front of him regarding this election. anyway, But the dumbest argument was when he's like, even Donald Trump's own cybersecurity head of the election that oversaw this election said this was the most secure election ever. Huh. No shit. The guy whose job it was to make sure it was a secure election is claiming it was the most secure. You don't say. Peel me off the floor. Obviously, he's going to say that he was the one in charge. He's not going to get up there and be like, yep, I kind of fucked this whole thing up. This was totally unsecure. Everything was hacked. These election results are fucking terrible. No, because he was the one in charge of overseeing it. Of course, he's going to sing his own fucking praises, call it the most secure. It's like Donald Trump saying he had like the biggest fucking crowds and everything. It's like, of course, he's going to say that because he was the one in charge with actually trying to make it secure. He's not going to go out there and admit that he did a shit job. You know, it's not like the it's not like the outcome of the election was different from what the polls were predicting going into this, right? So I mean, there is that for I guess you could say for uh to make joe biden's case be like listen the, the polls were predicting me to win all these states i won all these states i won i was supposed to win in a landslide and like i want you know so as far as that's concerned it it's not out of the ordinary it's just that the polls have hit, the last uh few elections have not exactly been spot on uh particularly in 2016 but some of the midterm stuff as well um But anyway, this last clip is the one that really sort of got my Irish up. So let's go ahead and roll that
1: one. If anyone didn't know before, they know now. What beats deep in the hearts of the American people is this, democracy. The right to be heard. To have your vote counted. To choose leaders of this nation. To govern ourselves. In America, politicians don't take power. People grant power to them. The flame of democracy was lit in this nation a long time ago. And we now know nothing, not even a pandemic or an abuse of power, can extinguish that flame. And as the people kept it aflame, so too did courageous state and local officials and election workers. American democracy works because America makes it work at a local level. One of the extraordinary things we saw this year was that everyday Americans, our friends and our neighbors, often volunteers, Democrats, Republicans, independents, demonstrating absolute courage, they showed a deep and unwavering faith in and a commitment to the law. They did their duty in the face of a pandemic. And then they could not and would not give credence to what they knew was not true. They knew this election was overseen, was overseen by them, it was honest, it was free, and it was fair. They saw it with their own eyes, and they wouldn't be bullied into saying anything different. It was truly remarkable, because so many of these patriotic Americans are subject to so much, enormous political pressure, verbal abuse, and even threats of physical violence. But we all wish that our fellow Americans in these positions will always show such courage and commitment to free and fair elections. It is my sincere hope we never again see anyone subjected to the kind of threats and abuse we saw in this election. It's simply unconscionable. We owe these public servants a debt of gratitude. They didn't seek the spotlight. You know, and our democracy survived because of them, which is proof once more That it's everyday Americans infused with honor, character, and decency Uh, that is the heart of this nation.
0: Okay, now this one, I I thought, I mean, this just drove me up the wall. But as I sort of laid out in the first half of the show, the idea that democracy beats in the heart of every American is complete and utter bullshit. Uh, First, First and foremost, I'm an American. I fucking hate democracy. I I don't care for it at all. I've been over this like, ad nauseum, you guys. If you listen for any amount of time, you know how much how much disdain I have for democracy. But nobody like like we talked about. Nobody is interested in democracy. Nobody cares, and he thinks our democracy is secure after this. I don't think there's ever been a time in America's history where there's been less. Faith in democracy and the vote, the institution of voting or elections or anything like that. I, I can't think of a time where we've been this divided, where like 90 percent of half the country thinks that this election was rigged and stolen from Donald Trump. The idea that democracy is beating in our hearts and is, has been proven safe and secure and all this shit is just absolutely ridiculous. And then, and then he says that, uh, he, he gives us the, the bullshit line that politicians don't take power. The American people give it to them, right? That's, that's this whole fucking lie that we tell ourselves, right? Like, we get this representation. We are sacrificing some of our rights. We are giving the power to these politicians so that they can sort of govern over all of us and organize society and everything like that. Now... Let's think back through 2020 real quick since we are wrapping up the year here pretty soon. I seem to recall quite a few instances of politicians just taking power without the American people giving it to them. You know, like telling you you can't open your business or your business isn't deemed uh, essential. You have to stay home. You can't go outside. You can't go to a bar, a restaurant. No, no, you have to sit at home like a fucking vegetable until we tell you that it's okay. You can't go play catch in the park with your kid. You can't go to the beach. You better put a fucking mask on. What? Politicians don't take power. The American people give it to them. Give me a fucking break. (laughs) And then he actually brings up the pandemic. And he says, you know, the, the, the flame of democracy has been burning for a long time, even though the founding fathers hated democracy almost as much as I do. They went through painstaking, excruciating fucking detail to prevent democracy from taking over. They wanted a republic specifically because democracy is bullshit. Okay. So this flame did not burn in the hearts of Americans long ago. This is modern day politics where they try to justify everything they do through the idea that it's okay to do it because everybody voted and therefore we've all been represented. Then he brings he brings up the pandemic and says not even a pandemic can put out the flame of democracy or something like that. Where it's just like Wait a minute, you just said that politicians don't take power from the American people. The American people grant them power. I, uh, by the way, apparently we grant them powers that we ourselves don't actually have. So explain that to me. Like, I don't have the power to fucking tax people or throw them in a fucking cage, right? I can't do that on an individual level. How can I delegate that power to another authority if I never had it to begin with in the first place? Um, this whole thing is just all so ridiculous, but I really thought this last couple of minutes here it was very revealing. He literally says that a uh, pandemic or an abuse of power cannot ex- extinguish the flame of democracy, but that's literally exactly what happened. It's exactly what just happened, okay? Because of the pandemic, all of these states, they, there was massive abuses of power, which caused a lot of people to lose faith in democracy. Um, they changed their, their voting rules, unconstitutionally, abuse of power— which may or may not have affected the outcome of the election, but we will never know because nobody will actually look into the allegations of voter fraud. But that is literally what exactly what happened. Like the opposite of what he just said is exactly what happened. Abuse of power, pandemic, rule changes led to a very questionable election, which caused people to lose complete faith in democracy. And then he starts praising the election election. Uh, monitors and the people at the state and local level. Like, dude, what fucking planet is Joe Biden on? I mean, all of these, he's like, American democracy works because we make it work from the state and local level. No, all of these state and local levels biff this big time. And all of these election workers, the ones that were kicking out the, the monitors and counting stuff in secrecy, we have them on tape. Uh, let's give them a round of applause. Because that's why American democracy works, because we have such honest fucking people working for the government. These angels that would never fucking lie, cheat, or steal to get to get their guy in power. I mean, I wouldn't put it past any fucking Democrat to lie, cheat, and steal the presidency away from Donald Trump. And I wouldn't put it past any Donald Trump Republican supporter to lie, cheat, and steal to make sure... That he gets re-elected. I mean, th- this is just insane. You could just take th- what Joe Biden says here, assume the opposite, and you would be 100% accurate. Like, we, we saw a bunch of people being courageous and following the law. That That's the most impressive thing we've seen this year. One of the most impressive things. No, no, we saw them, like, fucking doing all kinds of shady shit during this election. Blocking the the... Uh, the windows so people couldn't see in, like, counting votes in secrecy at 2 o'clock in the morning. But on top of that, just courageous. The only people that have done anything courageous are the ones standing up to these fucking lockdowns trying to open their business. And, and what's happening to them? Oh, they're being arrested. They're being fined. <laughs> because because they, um, they didn't violate any law. No, no. The only people violating laws are the fucking politicians, the, the ones abusing their power. These people are just trying to live their lives, and they're being fucking thrown in cages. They're being uh, forced to shut down. They're being fined. I, I just can't believe how fucking tone deaf he is. Uh, you know, everything was on the up and up in these elections, and they saw it with their own eyes, and they were so courageous that they wouldn't be bullied into saying something that they knew not to be true. Oh, wait a minute. What about all these um, other people you might call them courageous, who are putting their name to a signed affidavit saying, hey, no, I saw voter fraud going on in this election right here. I saw this happen. I saw that happen. How about those people? Are they not courageous? They're actually putting their name out there. They're, they're putting their name on the line. There are repercussions for lying in in a court of law, right? but i guess they don't count uh, th- those aren't the courageous people we're going to listen to we're just going to listen to the ones that sent everybody away counted a bunch of stuff in secrecy and then said oh no no nothing not on the up and up happened here no this is 100% free and fair and honest and everything like that and we're just going to keep saying that over and over and over again until it becomes the truth and <laughs> i just i i can't believe that anybody could get in front of a microphone and claim that our democracy is still intact after this and that, and pretend that like literally half the country doesn't think that y- you stole this election. Like this is this is like comically fucking off. Just way 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 off base from like he, he just has he either has no idea how the 75 million Americans that voted for Trump feel or he's just going to pretend that he doesn't know and pretend that this was a free and fair election. He's just going to keep saying it over and over and over again. But just saying it over and over again without reviewing any of the evidence does not make it so. And the more you say that without evidence being presented in a court of law to the contrary or to to back up your claims that this was free and fair. Like, I get that the burden of proof is on the person alleging voter fraud, but they're not even allowed to present their proof at this point, and it doesn't look like they ever will get to present their, their proof. But at the same time, there has to be something where if, the, if we've been doing elections, you, know, you go and you vote in person, or maybe you get an absentee ballot in, in certain instances, right? And this is the way we've been voting since day one, and we're going to change it this year, because pandemic, and it's too dangerous for for us to go vote in person, but apparently we can do all kinds of other stuff in person, uh, including protesting, but okay. But shouldn't there be some sort of um, demonstration that the state could handle this and do it in a way where they can guarantee the election results or the integrity of the election? I mean, what have they done to... To sort of put Americans at ease. That that they were able to take in millions and millions and millions of mailed in ballots. And and count them correctly. And handle them correctly. It just seems to me that they should have to prove that they could actually fucking pull this off. Before they they were allowed to just change all the rules. But anyway... Um, it looks like, as pretty much most people predicted, Joe Biden will be sworn in on January twentieth. I don't think any of these other challenges are going to bear any fruit for the Trump campaign. Uh, once they didn't get that Pennsylvania thing, and then the, the, and then on top of that, the Texas case is thrown out. I mean, they, they're just not going to hear any of these cases, and that was sort of predictable, I, I guess you could say. So. Uh, we, we can look forward to a lot more tone-deaf Joe Biden speeches, and I will do my best to break them down and give you my thoughts. I'm going to wrap there today, guys. Thank you so very much for listening. We'll have an awesome interview for you on Thursday of this week, and then another one uh, the following week. So this will be the last time you hear me just talking to you guys, probably until after Christmas, unless something comes up and I just, Feel like I got to turn the mics on to, to talk about something. So don't forget to share the show with people that you think might want to hear it. I do want to get our numbers up more this year. If you guys want to get better guests on, more interesting guests, and things like that, we got to get some more people, some more followers. Follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. You can always become a supporting listener of the show by going to pedalingfictionpodcast.com and you can support the show monetarily from there. That always helps with keeping the lights on around here, advertising for the show, things like that. And if you guys can do all that for me, I will be back on Thursday with a brand new episode for you. Until then, just remember to keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.